Hey Siri, give me H-Town soccer. Talking all things Houston Dynamo FC. This is the official Dynamo Theory Podcast. We are Forever Orange. Welcome to Orange Dog, a player segment of the official Dynamo Theory Podcast. My name is Rudy, and along with Christian and Rodrigo, we are joined by a special guest, Houston Dynamo's number 10, Fafa Pico. Fafa, welcome to our show. Thank you guys for having me. Hey, Fafa, you know, you're entering your second year with the club, which is obviously going through a hard restart, I would say. Um, however, before we touch in the present, if it's all right with you, I kind of want to talk about last season. Okay, for sure. So last season, again, tough, tough for the Dynamo. Collectively, I think the objective was not met. Um, however, I think you had probably one of your best professional you know, seasons, um, scoring 11 goals, having five assists, and uh, being named the team's MVP. Not bad for a defensive winger, if you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, can you tell us a little bit about uh, 2021? Yeah, I mean, um, my my main thing coming here um, – Obviously, with Tab and, and Matt that brought me over um, at the time. And um, I got here, I knew the situation of Houston. And my goal was just to uh, be a big plus to, to the club and do what I have to do um, to try to get us out of, obviously, would have been a few years of, of hardship for the fans and for the club. Um, it just seems like things hadn't been going well. So I wanted to come here and bring everything I can um, and, uh, and try to help turn that around. Um, maybe it didn't relate to obviously the whole season in terms of a team thing, but I think it, it, um, it definitely plays in going forward for the part I can take in this club and, and, um, um, the vision that we do have. You know, and obviously you came from our arrival up in Frisco, uh, but you quickly became a, fa- a fan favorite, um, with your slow feed don't eat or slow feed yeah. don't need mentality. Right. But uh, can you touch a little bit on on how or who helped you develop that work ethic and that mentality? Um, I think it's just honestly, you know, when you don't you don't grow up with uh, with handouts, you just naturally, uh, you know, everything you you um, you're going to earn in this life. You have to really bust your butt for it. Um, I, I knew I didn't have a, a trust fund waiting for me uh, later on in life. I knew nothing was just going to be given to me. Um, and I knew I had to work my butt off for everything uh, that I that I would want. So um, my father was that way. I saw my parents uh, work hard to give me the opportunity to pursue my dreams. And it wasn't easy on them, but just that daily example that they set for me um, uh, really set me up for the future and, and instilled in me um, uh, what it is to be a, a hard worker. And obviously growing up in two big cities like New York and Miami, um, it's very, it's very tough, and uh, it's a doggy dog kind. Of, it's a doggy dog kind of city, so you always want to stand out, and you're always working your butt off and working maybe five, ten times harder than other people to to show out. Yeah, and I guess staying with the Texas Derby, you know, in the past two years, you played for both teams, right? And funny enough, uh, you've scored five goals in the last four matches with disputed, which is actually pretty, pretty good, pretty good stat, I guess. Uh, but, but to you, you know, you're saying you're coming from New York and, uh, what, what does the rivalry mean to you, the Texas Derby? No, I, I it's something special. It's, it's kind of grown on me. Um, I've been here in Texas for two years so, and I've been on both sides. And now with the addition of Austin, it, uh, it makes things even more interesting. 
Um, but I definitely know what it means for fans, um, especially with, you know, season not going the way we wanted last year. Um, we wanted to at least give our fans bragging rights, especially with Dallas, knowing that it's been a back and forth rivalry for, for a bit. So, um, you know, it doesn't, that doesn't account to what we wanted to do, obviously, but um, these rivalries have grown on me and are definitely something that, um, that I try to, to step up and, and bring something extra for the fans, even if I give 100% every game. Um, I think those games are just uh, just a little bit bigger um, uh, for the stage of Texas. And, and that's that's how you go uh, worldwide. If you go all around, um, derbies are the same. So when you come to a club, uh, you embrace that and, and you give your all for the badge. I wanted to, uh, by the way, I'm Christian. Nice to meet you. Thank you so much nice for you, you know, taking the time. Uh, I want to add a, a little bit about that Texas Derby before I get, get on with my questions. Uh, do you think uh, – like the Austin rivalry or the 290 rivalry, what I call it, and the Texas Derby uh, with uh, Frisco, do you think they they have like the same value, or or do you would you say like one is a little bit higher than the other, or do you see them both as like you know they're both rivalries and we have to win both of them no matter what? Interesting enough, that's a that's a good question because when you look at um, so I was at Dallas before, and obviously I knew Houston were the were the rivals. Then I came here and Austin did their their first season, I believe. And it's it's kind of strange because obviously I know the Dallas one means more because, in my opinion, just because it's been going on for longer. But you don't want a new franchise come in and, and uh, kick your butt. So at the same time, you want to give your fans bragging rights and not have Austin fans running their mouths either. So it's it's kind of a, a, a split. And then you look at the preseason we had with them. It, things got kind of rough in our preseason game when we went over there. And I think that was cool because it set the tone for what was to come. And, you know, we wanted to – things got fired up early, man. So, um, overall, I think they kind of both way out, obviously, with Dallas one having more history and, and years with, under it. But um, the Austin one definitely started off right, and, and um, it's going to go on for years, I'm sure. And it's going to be kind of a triangle thing. Cool, cool. So now I want to, you know, we're going to move on into 2022, you know, kind of a clean slate for everybody, you know, a new owner, new GM, new uh, technical director, new coach, like new everything basically off the bat. Uh, but, you know, when Pat came in, he gave you an extension on your contract, even though we didn't have a coach. Um, so can you tell us maybe a little bit about, you know, how you felt, uh, you know, about obviously you had one of the, one of the best seasons and, and for the fans out here, you know, it was a no brainer for to get you back you know, in the orange, but can you tell us maybe if you had like a conversation with Pat, you know, whatever you can divulge on that and, uh, you know, how you saw that move, you know, from your perspective? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I was, um, you know, after the season I had and, and the last few, I think in the league, um, but specifically speaking of Houston, um, I thought it was a very good season individually. Um, I, I did everything I could in my power. Um, both offensively and defensively to, to try to help the team and also show what I can bring to the club. Um, I, the only talks we had before were about a potential, maybe um, what I wanted was to have the security of knowing I'm going to be here for more years. Um, it ended up, I just got the, I got my option extended, um, which wasn't, you know, wasn't everything I would have wanted, but at the same time, um, it's my turn again to, to show who I am um, and just continue to prove myself and gain that faith from, from the club. And, and that's what I'm going to continue to do. I'm excited to be here. Um, 
it's become a, a place like home for me. So if I can stay here for, for the next years to come, I'll definitely be happy as well. So um, this year, I think we're all kind of in the similar boats. We have new people everywhere uh, in different positions. So everyone's um, everyone's on the same page and and kind of just trying to push towards uh, towards the same goal of uh, of getting us to playoffs and hopefully not stopping there, but looking for more because um, we don't want to come in with a mediocre mentality. I know that's not my mindset or or the rest of the locker room's mindset or our coaching staff and the front office. So right now the main thing is to to push for that. And talking a little bit about, you know, the, the coaching staff and, you know, you guys have a new coach, you know, uh, a new person that, you know, you have to kind of get to know him, get to know, you know, his mentality, the way that he wants you guys to play. And uh, can you tell, tell us a little bit about that mentality shift, you know, coming from one coach to, to another and maybe what are some slight differences that you might see or something that, you know, you're attracted to, you know, when it comes to Paulo Nagamura? No, I think uh, I'm old enough now to where I've gone through a lot of different stages and, you know, changes of club, coach, director. So um, I had a lot of respect for Tab. I had a great relationship with him. Um, you know, football is how it is. Um, I'm sure he'll, he'll end up in a great situation. And now my, my job is to play for Paulo and, and look to do what he, he asked for me on the field and and try to bring his vision of football um, to fruition. So, um, you know, there's definitely going to be changes. It's still really early to see, like, all the changes and all the drastic things. We're only maybe six or seven days into training. So um, my my purpose right now is to gain fitness um, and in the same time um, learn as much as I can from our new coaching staff and, and get on the same page with them as one of the veteran players as soon as possible to – To make this uh, to make this a successful season, I think they're coming here with uh, with a lot of energy, um, a lot of great ideas, and and my job is to to do the best that I can to to bring that. And going in into this new season, you know, getting a little bit more personal to you, do you have like you know some goals that you may want to share? Like you know, you don't have to say like specific. Like you know, I want to score. I scored 10. I want to score, you know, 15 next year or 20 or whatever. But, you know, do you have like a like a little vision board somewhere? You know, you're like, you know, I, w I want to score these many goals or I want to get these type of minutes or I want to score in Austin and Frisco at the same time if I could, you know, and celebrate in a special way. Uh, do you have something like that that, you, you know, that you have goals set for yourself? Man, if you ask me, I want to score or assist every game, man. So <laughs> um, at the beginning of the season, I put it in my head to, To be a factor in every game is the biggest thing. Um, but I definitely have a number. And I always put a number in my head and I try to stretch and get to it as uh, with everything that I can. Um, if last year I had 11 goals, I want to top that, obviously. Um, I don't think it's good to get complacent and be happy with 11 and last year. I think those are great numbers. But, um, you know, you always have to keep on striving for more. And that's, and that's very important. Um, obviously, I have my personal ambitions for for national team as well as a return if that's even still in the books or still still available for me um why not i mean at this point i i think i've proven myself in our league at least for the last few years so um i want to at least give greg uh, a problem to deal with whether i'm on his radar still or not i want to give him that problem um and with the numbers and the stats you can't really deny it so um at least give that something to talk about and, and continue to perform as a player and And more importantly than anything is help my team win. Um, I know the joke with the defensive winger became something, but like uh, I do a lot of defending at times just because I don't like to lose. So if, 
takes me tracking back and helping and doing whatever I have to do. I'll get my hands dirty to to be able to to win a game. Uh, football is not just step overs. As much as I would love to stay in the front um, and just sprint by guys and do some step overs and shoot, um, I believe in total football. So I try to do the best I can to help guys and help my teammates. All right. So since we're in the topic of goals and scoring goals and stuff like that, you know, I'm kind of, I'm more, I like the goals, obviously, you know, obviously soccer is all about goals, but I'm more of a celebration type of guy, right? So My guy. That's what, yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't know if you know, but I am the guy that actually uh, asked you to throw up the H's and you My did. Man. So I appreciate it for that, you know, uh, but I have a couple of celebrations that I want to, you know, kind of run through you and see if you can, you know, we already got Marcelo on board, you know, for, we got him a celebration and we got, uh, memo some celebrations and i got two for you so one of them um it's gonna be uh obviously the salsa celebration i think everybody saw your skills you know you got you got the hips you got the moves so you know a little salsa. i'm all in for that one that's what's up and then my second one that i i've been thinking about these few days is since you know we you sing as well and you know one of the songs that you sung was about you know cafecito and drinking coffee and let it rain coffee you know and be glorious about coffee so it was basically a love song to coffee. So why not, you know, go to the corner and just take a sip of coffee, you know? I'm I'm in for that one as well, man. Those are two, those are two perfect. Those are right up my alley. You don't you didn't make me uncomfortable. Those were those are perfect, man. I'm all in. I'm all in. <laughs> and if I come up with more, you know, I'll send them your way. So you know shoot I'll, them, I'll, shoot I'll, them I'll by me, man. I love a good celebration, man. That's what's up. Well, it was nice talking to you, man. What we got for you. Hey, Fafa, nice to have you on the show. Uh, I'm Rodrigo, and I get to ask all the tough questions now. So I hope you're ready, man. My man. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we, we know, like, uh, you're very talented on the pitch. And I've heard off the field, you're, you know, you're pretty talented as well there. Like Kristen mentioned with the dancing and singing. Um, are you start? Are you going to have your own singing career after uh, football is over with? Um, I, so I'm... I want to continue on with it while I'm still playing. Um, I think my main my main career path perhaps may be agent uh, when I do retire. But um, music's always been a part of me, and I I honestly, if I didn't play football, I would have probably been been a musician. Um, but um, I definitely do believe um, I do believe that I will bring out a few more songs. Continue to to pursue that as well. Um, obviously, as much as time allows. It's easier for me to get a lot of music work done in the off season. You know, some of the later nights um, during the season, it's not as easy, especially right now in preseason. Um, I probably have no chance of working on any music except writing. Um, we have a lot of downtime and rest time, maybe throughout flight time is when I love to write. Um, so a lot of my writing and stuff comes on flights, um, sometimes after games, sometimes on the way to the hotel is when I get to write the most. So. It's something that I will pursue um, and I'll continue to, to do. I have like two, three songs that we haven't released that we've already finished. Um, so those will be coming out pretty soon. But uh, definitely a big passion of mine and, and something I've loved for a long time but haven't had the chance. So now I'm getting to do more of it and uh, I'm enjoying it. And that's great. And if you ever want to share something, you know, we can we have a podcast right here, you know, send some music our way. Uh, we can definitely get some fans interested as well. But um, appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, of course, man. Um, and, you know, people don't really realize, you know, the rich background you come from, um, you know, a kid from NYC with Haitian parents, you know, he lived in Miami, and then he moved to Italy at the age of 14, 15. 
um, and you end up playing in the Czech Republic and Germany. Um, those experiences, how do they help you become who you are today? Um, I'd say those, you know, moving around, being in certain cities and some important clubs, they kind of, I'd say one thing specifically, just it kind of, it opens you up as a person um, mentally, um, in the toughness aspect, in many different aspects. It just makes you, a, a, I'd say, a more diverse person and a strong person because you consistently move. You're always out of your comfort zone. Um, I can say I've been out of my comfort zone so long uh, that I, I'm uncomfortable in my comfort zone, if that makes any sense, you know. Um, I love to to be put in difficult positions, difficult situations where I have to figure stuff out. And and um, it makes you become a good leader. Um, it makes you um, try to understand people as opposed to judging. And I think that's very important in the locker room um, and also just in life in general. Um, it's built me out as a man and, and as a player. So I'm really thankful for the experience, even though they weren't really easy. A lot of times they were very hard, but um, you spend so much time away from your family at a young age, you have to grow up really quickly. So um, as much as it's not easy when you're going through it, um, I'm very thankful to God that I was able to go through it to, to become the man I am today. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, as immigrants here on the show as well, um, we <laughs> understand exactly how the culture works and everything. Um, and those diversity that, we've, um, that we see and the uh, things that we face. Um, Talking, you know, about bringing those uh, great things out, uh, I've heard that you actually speak seven languages. I believe fluently you speak five. Um, yes. Tell us a little bit about that. How did that come up to be? They just, you know, said, I, I want to learn or it was just kind of a struggle at the time. No. Um, so as a, as a kid, I grew up speaking mainly English and some Creole in the house. Um but um, as we moved to Miami and also with my mom being a Spanish teacher back in New York, um, I kind of picked up with her and we lived in Spanish Harlem before moving to Miami. Um, and then in Miami, obviously, the, the culture is uh, very influenced by, the La by Latinos. So um, I started to learn Spanish with my buddies and, um, and, you know, a lot of my friends had just moved into the country and we both, we all love soccer and some of them didn't speak any English because they'd be moving straight from their countries but the only things we could say to each other were just a few words so I'd pick up here and there and then little by little I started phrases together and words and, and watching novellas with my grandma and different things just picked up to the point where I got to uh I got to speaking Spanish um and then uh French the same uh kind of with the house and going to see my aunt often in Paris in Bondi um uh, and then Italian when I moved over there um, I learned as well. So um, it just comes with moving around, I'd say, and, and just wanting to, I'd never like not knowing what's going on. So uh, when I moved to Italy, I, I made it my business to learn as quickly as possible um, the language so I can be able to relate to people and, and not feel left out of conversations or when people were laughing. I hated when people were laughing and I didn't know what, it, what, what was being said. You automatically think people are laughing at you um, <laughs> when you're, when you're the, the foreigner. So um, I just try to learn as much as I can and, and then try to pick up people's languages here and there from, even if I'm not going to learn your language, I'll try to learn a little bit so I can kind of relate to you and make you feel at home. If, if you're a foreign player playing in my country. Right. And it's always great to adapt and people always love to, you know, be spoken in their language, even if it's, you know, trying, um, not fluently or, you know, um, so definitely we understand that here. 
And I believe your sixth language that you can become fluent now can be Portuguese. Uh, Paulo being, you know, um, Brazilian himself. So he can definitely help you with that. Um, yeah. <laughs> that could be on your list. And you that, can also that, maybe. That's my seventh. Up, and you can also pick up maybe what I need with Sebastian if he speaks it. Oof, I'm going to ask him. <laughs> I was just, I was actually just texting with him like an hour ago. So I'll, I'll see, man. There you go. And uh, lastly, um, like we know, uh, like many of us know, your nickname, Gisele. Um, obviously, it's no surprise what you have that nickname, but uh, who gave you that nickname or when did that originate? So it first started out with my dad and one of my old coaches um, when I was younger uh, because of the way I ran. And my dad also used to be fast. So um, they were like, ah, you're the, you're the new Gazelle. And then um, I had an old coach that used to call me Sweetness because I was always smiling, and he also called me Gazelle. So uh, it kind of disappeared for a little bit, um, for maybe two, three years. And then I moved to Italy, and they started calling me Gazella again. So I was like, oh, snap, it's back. You know, they didn't know about it from from back home, and then it popped back up. I was like, maybe I live in, it's just got to stick now. This is it. Um, so it's been with me since uh, since little disappeared and came back, so. Uh, I've embraced it and I'm actually obsessed with Gazelle. Like I can watch them all day on YouTube. <laughs> That's great, man. I mean, it's, it's a great thing to have a trade that, you know, people just pick up and everybody associates it, you know, that's, that's awesome. But, you know, thank you for sharing your stories with us. Um, and then uh, Rudy will just have some closing thoughts on everything. Yeah, man, I'll go ahead and close it out. Fafa, thanks. Thanks for uh, being with us. But do you have any, uh, any words for, for the Houston Dynamo fans as we get close to the uh, start of the season? Definitely, man. Um, I'm very appreciative. I think we all are for, obviously we know it's been, it's been a hard few years um, for the fans. And um, listen, I can, I can say this. Uh, I say it to people sometimes I'm a Knicks fan. So I understand, like, I understand the hard parts of the rebuilding and, um, and hearing it, you know, year after year. But um, I can tell you as a player on the player side, um, we're working our butts off. We know it's uh, it's frustrating for for the fans uh, what they've had to go through. It's also frustrating for us when we don't pull off the results because we know it's disappointing for um, for the fans and our families. You know, we we just wanna we wanna give more. Um, I came here with the objective to do something special in the city, and I'm not gonna rest until I at least do more than my part to to um to leave something special here and. Um, I think this year we're going to give everything we can again, but even more. And we have to just, uh, como dicen, sacar, el, sacar la leche to, um, to really get it out of us and, and, um, and, uh, and bring something special here. Um, be it the playoffs or even more, uh, we want to get that starting this year so we can build a, a new culture in the club where it's no longer a club that's looked on as, um, as you know, we're just going to fail. Uh, we want to turn this into a winning club and a winning culture. And I think, uh, I think we have everybody that has the same mindset this year and, and we're going to go for that. Hey, well, thank, thank you again for joining us today. We wish you nothing but the best Fafa this season. Uh, maybe, uh, you know, we can do this again later in the year. For sure, my man. I appreciate you guys for having me.